What is up guys, this is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 256 of Strong the Iron Will Way, the official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So we have two inconvenient truths about getting stronger, getting into shape that we'll discuss today. And I call them inconvenient truths because there are these two aspects of it that nobody really wants to recognize or acknowledge kind of like these big elephants in the room and uh, it's something that I've seen for years and years something I was guilty of for many years and something that continues to be a problem so let me give you a little background we're gonna go back to uh, you know reminder that at this point uh, probably this year I've been doing this stuff for 30 fucking years right so I've been a personal trainer in some capacity for 30 years so when I first started out you know I uh, was into bodybuilding as just for myself so I learned most of my training from uh, magazines from older guys at the gym and friends and we just kind of put together whatever we could from the muscle magazines and books and uh, like I said older older guys who would show me the ropes so I had a pretty, actually throughout that though, uh, I did read everything I get my hands on and um, had a pretty good understanding of the bodybuilding side of it. Didn't really know much about training your uh, normal kind of client per se, um, who wasn't a bodybuilder. So I just basically applied everything I knew from bodybuilding to regular people. And to some degree that was fine. Uh, so a lot of the principles still apply. Um, but when I got certified to be a trainer, you know, you go through your certification programs and things have changed a lot. Again, this was 30 years uh, ago, but you know, certification programs kind of taught you these basic kind of rudimentary programs and progressions and stuff like that. So you first, your first training job, you're typically walking around with your clipboard and your little paper chart so you can record the client's weights on their, uh, you know, machine-based circuit program when they first sign up for the gym. You're teaching them how to use everything, teaching them how to record it. You know, you did 40 pounds on this 10 times, write it down in the little little, little square with the slash. So you got weight over reps. And next week you're going to try to improve on that, right? Super basic. Um, and you can just picture the, you know, young coach walking around with his polo shirt and clipboard. Well, uh, then you graduate as a trainer, right? To kind of like, all right, I've been doing this for a while. Starting to feel myself a little bit. Um, got some clients. Got a little bit of a you know reputation now, and now all of a sudden it feels really nerdy to be walking around with this clipboard like a newbie, right? Because now I, I just look like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm writing everything down like a beginner. Uh, I'm looking around at some of the other uh, cool guy trainers, and maybe by now I've probably moved on to a bigger gym, you know, a little bit. Uh, higher end clientele, a little bit more, you know, success, trainers who are been doing it for years now, more successful, a little bit uh, cooler guys and stuff like that, girls. So now I want to be one of the cool guys, right? So I'm not going to start writing stuff down anymore. I'm going to, I have so much experience now, I can just make stuff up off the top of my head because I'm going to put together just the sickest workouts and I'm going to smoke people through them. Uh, I'm not going to keep track of stuff because I'm too busy. Uh, moving from machine to machine because that's what it's about right how quick we can move from exercise to exercise I'm going to show how creative I can be 
with all the different movements that I know, how many different ways I can do a lunge, how many different ways I can do a squat, how many different ways I can load it, how many different pieces of equipment I can use to do it with. Uh, I'm going to show you how I can use this machine that's meant to do this, but I can flip it upside down and backwards and do it, do a different exercise on it that way because I'm so knowledgeable and creative. Uh, and that's how I roll. I'm going to tell my clients that we never do same at the same workout twice because I'm all about variety and keeping things interesting, keeping things fun. Well, uh, that's wrong. <laughs> Every part about that progression from beginner trainer to intermediate cool guy trainer was wrong. And this is kind of that, if you've ever seen like the, I think they call it a bell curve of like learning, right? As a coach. And this is kind of how it goes. You kind of start out with the basics. Then you go through this bell curve where it's going up where you're like trying to get all fancy but actually the efficiency and effectiveness of training when that bell curve is at the top sucks and you come back around as an advanced experienced trainer and you're back to basics again so my uh, inconvenient truth number one is that you have to track your training protocols you have to be keeping track and aware of your numbers and your reps in some way no matter what programming you follow Right, so whether you're following straight progression, like uh, you know, traditional bodybuilding has not been done with what's called percentage-based training. So percentage-based training, for those that don't know, would be determining one way or another what your one repetition max is, or the estimated max in certain lifts, and then basing your training. Like in other words, how do you know how many sets and reps to do with a given weight on a given exercise? Most people don't have any idea, right? So when you first start, it's kind of the, I don't know, sets of, you know, three sets of 10 or three sets of 15. But you don't really know how much weight to use, so you just kind of find a weight that it feels good for that number of reps when you're a beginner, on your own, when you're on your own. And then a simple progression would just be when you can get the desired number of reps, uh, adding weight to that the next workout and still trying to get the reps and so forth and so forth. And for beginners, that works really great, actually. But imagine if you're not keeping track of that personally, right, your own workouts. Even, even if it's just your own workouts, you will not be able to remember how many reps you got with how much weight on all of your exercises from workout to workout. You just can't. Um, and that's really important because if you don't know what you did on the last one, how many reps you got, how much weight you used, uh, it'll be impossible to progress because how will you know you've progressed? Uh, so you have to keep track of it somehow. If it's, if it's old school, writing down on a little notepad, if it's in your iPhone notes, if it's uh, in an app that you're using to train, whatever you're using, you got to keep track of it, right? Um, if you're using percentage-based training, uh, you have an advantage already because most of there, you, you already have numbers to follow and numbers to try to hit, but you have to record them and to know if you're hitting them and if you're getting better. So you need some kind of a plan. Um, you have to find a way to keep track of it. Uh, you can always, you know, wait till after the workout, write anything down, but I would recommend doing it during the workout because you will forget afterwards. Um, I, with my clients, uh, I'm even detailed to the point where if I write down they did 150 pounds for six, I put a little note next to it with an H if it was a hard six, an E if it was an easy six, because I want to know next time 
because I'm not going to remember any of this, right? Now, this is important. I've been training people for a long time. So if I did not have a chart, if I did not keep track of anything for a client, I could still give them tremendous workouts that they would love because I have enough experience to, to ballpark how much weight would be good for most people in a certain exercise. I can ballpark while they're in the middle of the set how many more reps to give them to make it challenging, to make it hard. Uh, I could smoke anybody if I wanted to just by having them do three more than that number. Um, so I could have everybody leaving thinking they had a great workout, which I did for quite some time. And they would love me as a trainer. They would say, I was awesome, man. But what would be missing is the progression and the improvement. They would still improve just from working hard. You're going to get some, you know, side effects from that. But to really, truly progress and get stronger, you have to be measuring the weights. I would have to write everything down so I know what to shoot for the following week. So if I had a client that did 100 pound, 150 pounds for six, and I made a note that it was hard... I'll remember next week when we go to hit this workout again, I'm going to say, all right, look, we got 105 for, or 150 for six last week. It was difficult for you. So I want to see if we can get it clean this week. Maybe we can get that for seven or eight. Um, maybe we just get it for six again, but it's an it's easy six, not a hard six. But I have very clear goals for the workout, and, and the client also knows what we're trying to accomplish here. If I didn't have that written down, but I had a ballpark, I think we're in the 150-ish range. You know, maybe we get to 150, we do set a four, and it's really hard, and it feels good. Like, man, we had a hard workout today. But, you know, if, having written it down, we realized that we didn't really make forward progress today. So, and again, this is not to get too deep into this, but, you know, it does. you might not progress week to week. That's not the point of this conversation. This conversation is tracking it and keeping track somehow. If you don't do that, you will spin your wheels for a very long time. And then you'll end up being one of these people that gives up because it didn't, quote unquote, didn't work. Now, it didn't work because you didn't really follow any kind of program that could possibly work. Uh, part two of that is actually quite similar comes to nutrition and eating. Uh, most people who are listening to this and have gotten involved with training in some capacity uh, did so for two reasons. Build muscle, lose fat. Um, regardless of the extent of your goals, I'd say 99.9% .9 of people I've ever trained or coached or talked to want to do that. Um, it might be a little bit of fat, might be a lot of fat, might be building a lot of muscle or a little muscle, but it's going to be usually a combination of those two. I've almost never met a human being that didn't want to or need to lose some body fat, nor did I have I met anyone that didn't need to or want to add muscle mass. So if we're talking about losing fat and changing eating habits, um, we also cannot do that with without some degree of tracking measuring weighing you don't have to do that forever you don't have to end up with the life of a bodybuilder measuring um you know like greg says don't you don't have to measure dry oats and uh you know ounces of chicken breast for the rest of your life but <clears throat> you do have to track and measure at some point especially in the beginning to have an idea of what you're taking in what your uh, macros look like. So that would be how much protein, how much carbohydrate, how much fat, how many calories you're taking in. Because if you don't have that information, how can you possibly make adjustments to lose weight, gain weight, 
build muscle, lose fat. You, you have to have that information. It, it would be very similar to working with a financial advisor and trying to figure out your household finances without keeping track of your spending, without credit card records, without a budget, without any way of showing, you, without even a, a pay stub. Right. Imagine you're going to this advisor saying, "I don't, I don't get it. You know, I'm not able to save money. I just can't. Week to week, I'm just broke." Well, how much do you make? Uh, I make, you know, about seven hundred to nine hundred bucks a week. How much do you spend on this? Well, I think it's about this much. I'm trying really hard not to spend money at the store. You get where I'm going with this, right? You, it'd be impossible. It, w- it would be absurd, actually. You, the guy would probably kick you out of the office and tell you, don't come back until you have stuff written down. So we run into the same thing with eating. Now, eating gets complicated because we have so much pushback, right? There's a lot of weird shit attached to eating. There's a lot of things that uh, come up from childhood for people who have trouble with this that they've, they've been always told they can't have this or they can't have that or they, they're too fat and they have to keep, you know, have to watch their, they feel like they're on a diet all the time. I, I get it. So there's a lot of psychological crap behind it. Um, so I'm not asking you to become one of these people that has to weigh and measure your food for the rest of your life. But I do want you to understand that there has to be a degree of measuring, weighing, and, and understanding labels and serving sizes for a period of time until you get it. Because without that, uh, you'll just never understand what's happening. You'll never be able to make the uh, required adjustments. Uh, all right, guys. I am out of here. So I uh, hope that was helpful. And uh, I will talk to you soon.